often when um, when I am studying a text to preach or to teach, something about that text will mirror itself or reflect itself in my week. Um, this week, what mirrored the text that I was studying was actually my sermon preparation. And so this sermon took me a really long time to write. (laughs) I wandered around a lot in the Bible this week. I started in Exodus, and I went back to Genesis, and then I went forward to Joshua and into the Psalms and a little bit into Hosea and even into Hebrews. Um, I'm reassured by that very trite, but I hope true saying that all that wander are not lost, right? (laughs) But we'll see. I'll let you be the judge of that. We are 13 chapters into the book of Exodus, so we are more than a quarter of the way through the Exodus story. Uh, But guess what? Finally, the Israelites are leaving. We've been prepared for the slaves to leave Egypt for 13 chapters, and finally it's happening. So the scripture passage is chapter 13 of Exodus, and I'm going to start with verse 17. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was nearer, for God thought if the people face war... They might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people by the roundabout way of the wilderness toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of the land of Egypt, prepared for battle. And Moses took with him the bones of Joseph, who had required a solemn oath of the Israelites, saying, God will surely take notice of you, and then you must carry my bones with you from here. They set out from Sukkot, and they camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. The Lord went in uh, in front of them in a pillar of cloud by day to lead them along the way, and in a pillar of fire by night to give them light, so that they might travel by day and by night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. This is the story of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So there's a surprise in the travel plan. This passage of scripture is about the travel plan for the Israelites. And the surprise in the travel plan is that the Israelites will be taking the long way. They'll be taking the long way to the promised land. The road from Egypt to Canaan by the Philistines was called the Way of Horus. And I think we have a map to kind of show you what the Way of Horus looked like. The Way of Horus was a military, and it was a commercial route, so it's, up, up, it's written in red um, on the map. It was a military and commercial route, and it was along the northern part of the Sinai Peninsula, and it skirted the Mediterranean Sea. This would be, by foot, a 10-day trip. So that's an easy trip, right, from Egypt to the Promised Land. But this is not the way that the Israelites will travel. They have 40 years ahead of them in a roundabout path, 40 years of wandering. 
We've done a few road trips in our family. Most of the time, there's a mindset about a road trip in the car that I'm in that goes something like this. We're going to New Mexico, so let's get to New Mexico. We will stop when we have to. We'll stop when we have to for food or a restroom, especially if there's a Bucky's on the route, right? But our goal is the destination. When we stop, be quick about it, and then let's get back on the road so we can get there. Or if we're flying to our destination, the days in the airport we pretty much chalk up as travel days. They're just a waste on the travel plan. They don't really count. They're throwaway days for the trip. The text suggests that the Israelites don't roll that way, or God will not let them roll that way. This text says that the journey of faith is different. The travel days and the pit stops aren't to be thrown out. They aren't to be disregarded. They're important. Even the dead ends aren't so bad. The dead ends force us to turn around and go the other direction. So a journey of faith, we see in this passage today that a journey of faith is more important than the destination that we're headed toward. There's something about being a parent There's something about being a parent that is teaching me that this is true. All three of my children have been involved in activities that are beyond academics with clear destination markers, clear wins and clear losses. Even academics sometimes shows up like this. But in sporting events, you have a game where you win or you lose. And we walk away from the field or we walk away from the court with a win or a loss. In music, one of my daughters competed in music, and in music you have a competition where when you walk away from the competition, there's either success or failure. Having one kid in college, I'm beginning to see that the number of wins that we have chalked up while she was under our roof was not as important as how we handled the longer journey together what we learned along the way. Because what we were hoping for when she left our house was a growing up. We were hoping that she'd be grown up, that there'd be a transformation there. So it's not how many times will our basketball team win and will we be the best on the team. Although Keith is shaking his head, we both like that. (laughs) We both kind of like to be the winners. Instead, It is, what did our time on the basketball team form in our child? And even more importantly, I'm finding as a parent, what does it form in me? Because I often don't show up as my best self at the baseball field. So what is being on that team with my child forming in me? What is it creating in me? What does that journey have to offer me? A spiritual growing up is the bigger picture. It's the longer road. It's not a snapshot in time, something that I can post on Instagram as a win or a loss, but it's a longer, larger, wandering story. So there are a few hints in this passage about why the longer, larger, wandering story would be better for people of faith. First, these verses, we started with 17 and we went through 22. 
These verses are bookended by the Hebrew word for lead. So you find the word for lead at the beginning of the passage and at the end of the passage. And in both places, it is the Lord who owns that leadership. The very beginning of the passage, verse 17 and 18, says this. God did not lead them by the land of the Philistines, but God led the people in a roundabout way. And then at the end of the passage, verse 21 says, The Lord went in front of them. The Lord went in front of them in a pillar of cloud by day to lead them and in a pillar of fire by night. The longer road calls us, it makes us look beyond ourselves for direction. We recognize that we can't call the shots. So God shows up. The promise in the passage is that God shows up to lead as the people journey a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Whenever the Israelites look up in their journeying for direction, they look to the front for leadership, the Lord is there. The passage says at any point, if they look up in the night, the Lord is there. If they look up in the day, the Lord is there. It's the same pillar changing form to be visible. Biblical scholar Terence Fretheim makes the point that God is showing up in the first part of Exodus, in what he calls non-divine agents. So how I understand that is that God shows up for the people in very recognizable ways. God shows up in um, people, in plants, in things, a burning bush, a pillar of cloud, fire, Even Moses, those are places where God shows up in this first part of Exodus. And these are all very recognizable and accessible ways to experience God for the Israelites and for us as well. We get those places as recognizable, ordinary, everyday people and things. When my 10-year-old was an infant, He and I were transferred from one hospital to another in the back of an ambulance. And I remember when we were in the back of that ambulance, my prayer sounded something like this. Lord, would you just send me an angel? Would you send me a messenger so I could know where you are in the middle of all this? So what was I expecting? I think I might have been expecting like a voice from heaven. Or maybe even a bright light that would show up at the hospital for me. But here's what's hap- what happened. The nurse that greeted us on the children's floor in the hospital was a 30-something-year-old woman. She had on a name tag. So I read her name so I would know who was working with us while we stayed in the hospital. And her name was Angelica. Angelica. It is my experience that God shows up pretty consistently in what Fretheim calls non-divine agents. In the reassuring words of our friends or our spouse, in the wind, in the sky, in the flame. 
I'm reading a book right now by Diana Butler Bass that's called Grounded. And she predicts that as the church changes and transforms in the 21st century, that we will begin to show up more and more in two places, in nature and in neighbor, because that's where God is. God is in the nature that surrounds us, and God is in the neighbor that is next to us. One of the things that David Magnitsky said about this very passage this week, he said, you know, what I see in this passage is that who we journey with is more important than where we are going. I get that. I think that's true. And I would say the longer the trip, the more important it is. I was looking on Instagram this week, kind of scrolling through what my friends were doing, and I I noticed that there was a picture from um, the New Zion trip they took just a week before last to Kentucky. So that's a bus trip. Like with 40 or 50 people, they get on a bus and they drove together to Kentucky and they worked there and they drove back. So there was a picture from that trip posted and the caption said, it's a good thing I like you people. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. (laughs) Exodus 13 spells out who will and who will not be a part of this longer journey that God's people are on. And this is what it says. The Lord's going to be there. The Lord will lead. The Israelites will not go as individuals, wandering by themselves on this way of Horus, but they will instead travel as a group. They will have one another. And this passage says that they're going to take a special guest. I don't know if you picked up on this. There's a special guest that's going to go with them on the trip. He is the only captive Israelite that's leaving for freedom. Maybe you picked up on this in the passage. It's Joseph. It's not Joseph himself, but it's Joseph's bones. Joseph's bones are going with the Israelites as they wander. Moses goes to get the box of Joseph's bones to carry with them. Now, in the very last line of Genesis, so this is chapter 50 of Genesis, uh, This is said, Um, Joseph says to his brothers and to his nephews as he's dying, God will surely come to your aid and then you must carry my bones up from this place. That's the very last part of Genesis. So from Genesis, when we're entering Exodus, we enter Exodus, we enter the Exodus story with this hope that Joseph has spelled out. And the hope is that God's going to act. Joseph tells his brothers and his nephews this as he's dying. God will act. God will save. So when Moses goes to get Joseph's bones and he carries them out of Egypt with the Israelites, with the people, he is remembering and carrying the very hope that Joseph proclaimed on his deathbed, he's carrying that hope out of Egypt with the people. So verse 19 in our passage said this, Moses took with him the bones of Joseph, 
who had required a solemn oath of the Israelites saying, God will surely take notice of you and then you will carry my bones with you from here. So Moses is saying as they're leaving Egypt, this is it. I have hope. I know that this means liberation for us. God is in the middle of this and we are on our way to freedom. And so we're going to take the hope of the past generations with us out of this place. In the New Testament, when the author of Hebrews is writing about faith, faith is defined this way. Faith is a confidence in what we hope for. Faith is about hope. Faith is a confidence in what we hope for, and it's an assurance in what we do not see. So a confidence in what we hope for. And then Joseph is remembered in that very passage in Hebrews chapter 11. He's remembered for this reason, because he spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt. In the New Testament, Hebrews Moses is remembered because he hoped. Joseph is remembered because he hoped. As we journey in faith, we too want to carry hope with us. And we have the opportunity to carry the hope of those who have gone before us in the faith. Because there are so many who have gone before us in the faith. Now, on any trip, you have the option to choose what you want to take with you, right? In our house, right now, we are preparing for a week of camp. Our middle child leaves this afternoon to go to Camp Travis. And so uh, she knows that at Camp Travis, there's no air conditioning there. At Camp Travis, so she's not pa- she has not packed in her trunk any sweaters, She hasn't packed a pair of jeans in her trunk, and she knows that she's not going to need a formal dress for any of the dances there or her heels. In the faith journey, we too have the option to choose what we pack and take with us from past generations that have gone before us. And I want you to know that of most importance, the most valuable inheritance that we have is to pack and take with us the hope of previous generations, hope that God has, God does, and God will act to save. One last thing that I want you to notice about this long journey, that there are some who are prevented from going on the journey with the Israelites, some who are blocked from being a part of this first part of the journey of the Israelites, And those who are blocked from this first part of the path to freedom are those who stand in opposition to the Israelites. Because of the longer route, the people of God travel through the Red Sea, and the Egyptians are blocked from being a part of this first part of the freedom. And because of the longer route, this passage tells us that the Philistines are avoided. So I am reminded that as a free people, we first do not define ourselves by what we are against or what is against us. That may come later. I was at a meeting several months ago, and I was placed into this discussion group. 
And I left that discussion and I left that meeting with one guy who was in the group on my mind. And this is what I was thinking about that guy. What a jerk. I can't stand him. (laughs) She'll be happy to know that I threw a little prayer on that attitude. (laughs) And of course, that thought was more about me than it was about him. And I got to a place where the truest statement that I could make about my experience there was, thank you, Pastor Joe from Houston, for showing me who I am not. You be you, and I'll be me, and you just help me get a little bit clearer on who I am. But that's not the first definition of me. The first definition of me is not, I'm not Pastor Joe from Houston. The first definition of me as I walk into freedom, as I walk freely, the first definition of me is formed by God's leading. It's formed by God's leading as I am attentive to hearing and seeing and feeling God's leading in my daily life. And it's formed by the people that I wander around with. It's formed by my family and it's formed by you. And who I am foundationally, who I am foundationally, the very first part of me, is formed by a commitment to hope. It's formed by a commitment to the hope that those who have gone before me placed at my feet. And it's a hope that the longer journey is good. And the longer journey leads me to greater freedom. Would you pray with me? Eternal God. You led your people to freedom through the Red Sea. You are a guide to their wandering and to our wandering as well. And you are God of the greater salvation. Our hope and our lives are built. They're built on the bones of those faithful people who have gone before us. And we practice our own faith for the sake of those who come after us. So would you, Lord, would you allow us to first define ourselves by your great love? Surround us with the embrace of our fellow wanderers because we seek to do your work and we want to do your will. Amen.